This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. How are we doing? How is everybody feeling? How is your week going? I know you can't answer me, but like maybe DM me. Let me know, you know? I actually care. Um, So, okay, we have such a beautiful and long episode. So I'm going to keep the intro short. And also let me know if you guys like these intros to be kind of shorter. Because I don't want to like go on and on. I want to just like give you the juice. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, let me know. But I can definitely talk more if you guys want longer intros anyway oh this episode so uh, we have Sasha on for this episode and I actually recorded an episode for her podcast so definitely go check it out because they are very her podcast is called red receipts on I will have everything linked in the show notes but um these episodes are kind of in sync and we kind of fed off of the first episode and I wanted to keep talking about the same subjects for this episode because I've never really talked about grief and loss and navigating that. I feel like I've mentioned here and there that I did lose my dad um, but that's it really. I feel like we haven't like really gotten into it and Sasha shared her story and she was so open and so vulnerable and it it's honestly just like, it's such a, I mean, obviously it's a sad story, but it's such an inspiring story. And I know you guys are just gonna, it's gonna make you feel, okay? It's gonna make you feel, but we talk about what that's like, right? Like how, what losing someone is like and beautiful things that come out of situations that are not so great. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode and I just want to thank Sasha for being so open and so, oh, she just shared so much. And so I really, every time anybody opens up, I just feel so honored, you know? So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you're having a beautiful week. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves and, you know, being nice to yourself and cutting yourself some slack because it's been quite a year, you know? It's been quite a year. So yeah, I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves and I am going to leave it there. So let me know what you think. Go give Sasha some love. Definitely go listen to the other episode um, that we did on her podcast. So yeah, let's get into it. I'm recording recording. already. Okay, beautiful. Okay, hello. Take 76. (laughs) What a disaster. (laughs) We just I'm so have, sorry. It's like the world doesn't want us to podcast together because what? Why does? Why is technology not on our side? It's not going to happen. We are going to. Well, do luckily it. it is now. Yeah, thank is God. Now. <laughs> okay. Hello. Good afternoon. How are we doing? Hello, everyone. Do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Sure. So this is like take fifteen of doing this because <laughs> I'm like, tell me who you are. 
<laughs> because the truth is, is that I'm horrible at introducing myself. And Lisa was like telling me, she's like, oh, and do you want to say this? And do you also want to say this? And I'm like, oh, that's right. I should say all those things about myself. So now away. I have enough practice in my head. Um, I'm Sasha. I am a podcaster, which is so fun that we are both like in the same like world and funny enough lisa was on my podcast yesterday Mm -hmm. and now we are doing roles reversed but um i am a miami girl through and through i was born and raised here and i am 26 living my best life at least i think at least i think i am (laughs) trying to (laughs) thriving surviving and yeah love it well I have been on your podcast twice now, as we were telling (laughs) the audience. Um, However, the first time we had little technical difficulties, and so we recorded our second time yesterday. And I'm so excited for that episode to, you know, come out just because we unintentionally kind of spoke a lot about grief for a while. And I think that's one of the things that I don't remember when exactly we started following each other, but I know very quickly on we both kind of um realized that we, that we had something you know kind of sad in common but like something in common which was that we've both lost a parent at like a very similar time in our life yeah and so yesterday when we were talking about it and we just kind of like kept on talking about it and kept on going it made me real like first of all it felt really good to have a conversation like that because I don't have I don't have, I mean, I have, like, one of my best friends who has lost, like, a sibling, but, like, most of the people closest to me haven't lost someone very, very close to them, and so, um, it's very, in a weird way, like, refreshing to, like, talk to somebody who, like, gets it all because, and it's nobody's fault that they don't get it, obviously, like, life is crazy, and, you know, um. No, and thank God that they don't, like, I always tell my friends, I'm like, yeah. You're lucky, right? You're very lucky, but, um in a sense it just like it made me realize like wow like I have talked about losing my dad many many times on Instagram and on my podcast but I've never really talked about how or like the process or after I like I I don't feel like I've ever really gone into it and um so yesterday like I just loved how we were talking about that and I feel like yeah like it's not the funnest subject right like it's we're not talking about dicks and drinking like it's not super and it's not fun per se But I think it's so important and I think that so many people go through grief in some capacity. It doesn't have to be a parent. It could be somebody very close to you, a friend, like whatever it is. Losing someone is so hard. And so um, I kind of wanted to give you the floor and honestly, like whatever you're comfortable sharing, obviously, but I would love to hear just like, and I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but um, just for the audience to hear like your story and um, whatever kind of you want to share about it and we can go from there. Yeah. So to be honest, like I also like after our episode yesterday on my podcast, like I was like, I love how naturally it flowed for us like we were we touched on it a little bit and then it just like kind of kept going but it was very natural it didn't feel forced it didn't feel like you know we were trying to pull things out of each other um as far as the topic was concerned it was just like really nice and just like you said like it was very refreshing because just like you I don't have any friends who have lost a parent or who have really lost many people who are you know, very close to them. So I think that, you know, it makes it really difficult sometimes. I think that that definitely adds a lot of extra, you know, 
pressure in a sense to kind of figure it out yourself. And I think that that's something that, you know, is um, not spoken about very often. We, um, and we touched on this yesterday a little bit that, you know, I think that people talk a lot about, you know, losing someone, but like there's never that after conversation because there's so much that goes on after and it's not just like a process of like for example a breakup where like eventually you move past it and you get over it and you move on like with this it's it's you obviously like will move past it and like get through it but like I don't think you ever really get over it it's something that I feel like even throughout my life I will probably never really get over it so I guess like my story is that um so I lost my mom um I lost her two days before my 21st birthday this was almost five years ago on December 28th it'll be five years and um it was definitely really hard it was very unexpected I mean she just fell down the stairs hit her head like it wasn't that big of a deal she was fine in the morning and then I got home in the evening and I found her and I mean it was just completely shocking and it's funny because I know that we also spoke about this where it's just like there are certain moments that you kind of like remember in your mind so vividly and it's something that you never really forget and people talk a lot about like outer body experiences with like certain things that happen in your life and like I swear that like in that moment I had a full out-of-body experience like I saw myself because I think that like that moment like seeing that and obviously it was so shocking it was kind of like I've seen it like in the movies before where it's been like recreated as in like you see something and for a second like your mind is trying to process like what it's seeing and it doesn't really realize it so like you have one reaction and I remember I walked in and I was smiling because I was like so happy and then like my face stayed like that for a second because my mind was like obviously like I knew what what I was looking it hadn't at. Reacted and I reacted. Yeah, to, it hadn't yeah. fully processed and reacted to like what was happening. Wait, so and, like, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. So you walked into your house and like did you so, find her like on the floor or something like that? Yeah. Okay. So like so like what happened was that so like my my parents' house is it was a, it's a big house like it's three floors and um, the bedrooms are on the top floor. And so my mom's bedroom was, you know, on one side and my bedroom was on the other side. And for whatever reason, like, this is like where, where, you know, you think back on things and you're just like, holy shit, that was crazy. But like that day it was, you know, like my mom hit her head in the morning and, you know, we did the whole like count backwards, count forward, like the whole thing, like to make sure that she was okay. But she had like a gash in her head. Like, you know, it wasn't like she was, completely like like nothing like she had she had like you know a little bit but we didn't realize kind of how like deep the 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 actual like it actually went and so um that day like I had spent it with like my best friend then I went to um at that point me and my boyfriend now um at the time like we had just started dating two weeks before all of this happened and that day I had spent like the day with him and um I was with him at night and like he talks about it too and he's just like it was like a weird moment where we were like laying in and I remember this moment so vividly too for whatever reason but like we were laying in in like his bed together like just like we were just like hanging out and um and for whatever reason, all of a sudden I sat up and I was just like, 
I think I need to go. And he's just like, why? And I'm just like, I was like, I I feel like I haven't heard from my mom in a little bit. And she's probably going to be like upset that I've been gone all day long. Like at that point, it was like, I think it was like 1130 or midnight. And I was just like, and I just need to go. And for whatever reason, like the whole drive home, like I was feeling like super weird. But like at, at the at the time, like I didn't realize like why I was feeling so weird. But now thinking back on it, I feel like my mom and I were so connected that like I, I knew what was happening like in my in my like mind and in my heart and my soul and I got home and I went up the stairs and usually I would have gone straight into my mom's room and been like hey mom like I'll be right back I'm gonna put my pjs on and I'll lay in bed with you but for whatever reason this time I was like I'm gonna put my pjs on like get all comfy whatever and then I'm gonna run into my mom's room and that's what I did and then that's when everything unfolded And so it was just, like, one of those, like, crazy moments where I was just, like, I didn't even know what to do. Like, I was by myself. Like, at that point, my dad had been, you know, traveling in Europe. He had been over there for quite a while. And I was by myself. I'm an only child. So, like, I don't have any siblings either. Um, You know, we don't really have any family. I don't have any family that lives here. Um, And so, like, I didn't know what to do. So the only person I knew to call was my boyfriend at the time because, like, I keep saying, like, at the time as if we're not still together. Like, we're still together. But, like, at that point, like, you know, I I called him because I had just been with him and I told him what was going on. And he was just like, what the fuck? Like, okay, I'll be right over there. And um, he came over and I remember, like, I couldn't stop, like... I wouldn't say yelling, but, like, I couldn't stop just being, like, oh, my God, no. Like, I kept, like, repeating that because, like, I just, like, I didn't know what else to, like, do. And I remember calling 911, and I swear to God, like, you, like, what you see in the movies is not actually what it is because, like, I was just, like, I felt, like, so, like, alone in that moment. And I'll never forget that I asked the 911, like, uh, woman, like, what her name was, and she's, like, I'm sorry, I can't tell you. And I'm just, like, what do you mean you can't tell me, bitch? Like, you better fucking tell me right now. (laughs) And so, I, like, I don't know why I remember that so vividly, but it was just, like, I was just, like, what do you mean you can't tell me your name? And every TV show I've ever watched, they tell them their name. (laughs) And so it was just, like, it was just, like, that that whole, like, and obviously now, like, looking back on it, like, I laugh just because it's just, like, the little things yeah. that, like, in the, in that moment, you're just, like, so, like, into and they, like, get you so pissed. But now thinking back on it five years later, I'm just, like, that was so dumb. Yeah, like, who course. cares what the fuck her name is? Like, I don't care. Um, and so, like, at, at that point, like, it was just, like, you know... A lot of things, I think, in this moment are foggy just because there was so much going on and there was a lot of emotion at that point. Like, the ambulance came, like, obviously, fire rescue, everyone came. Like, there were, I swear to God, there were probably about, like, six or seven, like, between EMTs and firefighters, like, in my house. Like, they went up to my mom's bedroom. Like, one of them ended up, like, pulling me away taking me downstairs because he didn't want me to be in the room like they didn't want me to be there because what what they were trying to do was assess and see like whether or not my mom still had like a pulse or like a signal or something so that they could like whether they could transport her or not they were up there for like probably an hour and like I think back on it and even in that moment I thought on it and I'm just like I can only be so grateful that they tried their hardest to like try to bring her back even though at that point, like, who knows how long she had been like that. And we all, like, anyone knows that, like, after a certain amount of, like, time, like, you know, your 
your brain dies. And like, I knew, like, I knew there was a very good chance at that point that like, even if they did like bring my mom back, like pulse wise, that like she was probably never coming back. And, like, the weirdest part that happened was that when we were, like, at that point, they were, like, transporting my mom down. And I, shit you not, like, I started yelling because they were transporting my mom down in, like, a, in, like, a bag, in a black bag. And I thought that she was dead in that moment. Not that it would have mattered, like, because regardless, like, I knew what path it was going down. But I think just, like, the idea of them, like, putting your mom, mom in a bag. down yeah. yeah like I was yeah. just like I started yelling I was like running and they were like pushing me back because they were just like no no she's not dead like we're just like we're just bringing her down the stairs like that that was the only way that they knew how to bring her down the stairs that's what I was gonna the, ask you is yeah. so they told you that she did have a pulse yeah they were just like we found rhythm okay. that's like what they said okay. they were just like we found a rhythm your mom is still alive but we just need to transport her this way. And then once we got downstairs, the stretcher was down there and then they put her on there. Okay. But then they transported her to the hospital. And that day was, that night was just like, at this point it was already like one o'clock in the morning or something. And like we stayed, like the crazy part was as I was going down the stairs, they had taken her out. As I was walking out the door and like my front door, my boyfriend at the exact same moment was pulling the door as well to like open it. And we both like met each other at the door it was just, like, a weird, like, synergy thing. I don't know. It, like, I, I will never forget that moment. And after that, you know, obviously everything, like, unfolded in the hospital. And that night, like, the, the nurse told me, like, go home, get some sleep, whatever. Obviously, my boyfriend was like, you're not going to stay at home. Like, you'll come to my house. <laughs> Second time I had ever met Michael's parents in my life. And it was this moment. So imagine, like, that was, like, a whole thing and then you know the next morning I called the nurse and I was just like how is she doing and she's just like honestly I think that you should get over here quickly because um you know I don't know how long your mom is gonna be this way and I wouldn't see her making it past like tonight when you when you left to go sleep or probably not sleep because I can't imagine being able to sleep obviously but I didn't sleep um when you left like what are you thinking like are you thinking like she's gonna make it are you thinking like fuck like what's going through your mind I think that I've always kind of been like a realist and like it's it's like a good and bad thing because sometimes it does turn into pessimism like but it's just like I've always been like realistic and knowing like not to like make myself believe something that I know not to be true just because and um I think that in that like leaving the hospital like knowing you know just like the science whatever it was like I knew that like she was gonna die like I knew that like she would not come back but then of course there was always like that like I would say everything but then there was like a sliver of like hope where I would be like but you never know like, crazier things have happened. But then, like, I just, like, kept repeating that to myself as just, like, like, she's not going to make it. But, like, you never know. And, like, funny thing is that, like, till this day, I still say it to myself sometimes. Like, when I'm having just, like, a shitty day or I'm, like, having a, like, poor me day, um, I'm just, like, I can't believe this is my life. And I remember that that day, that whole day when she actually did pass away, like, as I was, like, watching her and, like, obviously, like, at that point, people started to find out, like, people were coming to the hospital, like, all of my best friends were there by my side, and, like, 
I remember the whole time all I kept seeing, like even thinking it was just like, how is this my life? Like, I can't believe this is my life. And I just like, it was horrible. Like, it was just, like, I think the ho- the hospital part was, like, the worst part because it was just, I would have, honestly, like, thinking back on it, I feel like it would have just been easier had she just passed away at the house already. Like, just to not go through the agony, like, the both of us of, like, all of that happening. But, you know, like, it is what it is. Like, it was, it definitely, I think that that experience just made me a lot stronger. It made me just, like, realize a lot of things about um, myself that, like, I had never known before. Um, And, you know, the strength that, like, I, sometimes, like, I try to, like, in a way, give myself props for, like, going through all of that, like, alone, because, like, I also had to, like, sign a DNR form, like, because like I knew that she was suffering and I didn't want her to suffer anymore and like you know watching as like she was dying and they were like telling me they can't resuscitate her like it's one of those moments that like if you see that in the movies like it's kind of true where you're just like no no I was kidding like I don't want you to like I don't I want you to save her like I want you to do whatever you have to but then also like me being like a realist knowing that like no matter what they do like she won't come back right So, like, just sitting there and, like, watching her, like, literally die was, like, the worst thing in the world. It was... It's surreal. Like, it's it's very... Exactly. It's something that you... It's, like, you you could describe to me every second of it and I still won't get it because... Yeah. It's so fucking hard and we were saying yesterday... Well, that's something you can relate. You can relate to that Well, we were saying yesterday how we wish there was something better you could say to somebody when they're telling you a story like that other than I'm sorry, you know? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, I mean, I hear you and I wanted to ask you because I think about this all the time. I don't know why, like, my mind goes there, but can you remember the last conversation you had with her? Yes, and it was honestly, like, till this day I beat myself up about it because it was one of those where it was kind of like... Because remember, like, I didn't know that this was going to happen. Like, it was so random. Of course not. So it was... Had I, like, had it been, like, more, like... Had I known that, and this is maybe, like, also for you, like, had I known that, like, she was sick or whatever, I feel like I wouldn't have been, like, the way that I was. But I remember the last conversation I ever had with her. I remember exactly where I was sitting, where I was. I was at an Anthony's Coal Fire Pizza on 88th and, like, 137th. Anyone who's from Miami knows. And I was sitting in there on, like, a, in a corner table. My mom called me. And, like, when she called me, she sounded a little off. Wait, was this the day she, like, the day she fell that she called This you? was a day, yes, okay, the so day she the fell. Day. Beca- okay, Yeah, like, it was more towards, like, the evening. Okay. So, like, I know that she didn't, pa- like, she passed, like, probably more into the night right. than she did, like, in the evening. Because I think the last time she called me was maybe, like, I think it was, like, six or seven, okay. something like that. Okay. And when she called me, it was really, like... She sounded kind of off. Now that when I think back on it, yeah. she did sound weird. Like she sounded kind of like tired, whatever. But I just thought that she was just tired. Yeah. Like, and so she called me and she was just like, "Where are you? Like, what are you doing?" And I was, I, I kind of like brushed her off because I was just like, "Mom, I'll be home like soon. Like, I'll see you later. Like, I love you. Bye. Like, stop being annoying. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like one of those like a typical like mom daughter conversation. And obviously, like thinking back on it like do I wish that like the conversation would have gone differently definitely but I do the one thing that I do like always remind myself and even like Michael my boyfriend will remind me is that like 
there were a million and one times where like I would tell my mom that I loved her and like it wasn't like she didn't know that I didn't love her so like like it was one of those things like my mom was very spiritual and like my mom was very um into like meditation like past lives like you know mediums like all of that stuff and like she we used to always watch the show called Long Island Medium I don't know if you've ever heard of it but like it's a girl with like the really Teresa Caputo with the really big hair and we would watch that show and like there would be times where like I had to like I couldn't watch because I would tell my mom I'm like I can't even imagine like what I would do if like you died and like I think back on it all the time because I'm just like you know now obviously you imagine the way you'll handle grief one way and sometimes like you're sometimes you underestimate yourself and you're actually stronger than you think you are and I think that I really underestimated my strength because I really thought that I would like completely fall apart and like obviously for a little bit I definitely did and I think that's totally normal um but I think that there was like a force within me that told myself that like I couldn't let myself go because I didn't want my life to turn out a certain way and like my mom wouldn't have wanted that for me either I think it's like I think you don't know how strong you are until you like have to be really fucking strong yeah you know like until there's like like, no other choice but to show up and show up for yourself and your family or whoever is like supporting you or whoever's by your side like until you have to do that and and I relate to this um to you as well in the sense of I don't have a big family like like I told you yesterday like when I went through my dad's sickness which was like a nine ten ten month thing it was my mom and I pretty much the entire time like you know through and through like that's it and um so it's fucking tough like it's you know it's hard also like you know when you see not that I I mean I hate to compare things like this but when you see like people close to you or people online or whatever like with these big beautiful families and they seem like it seems like so supportive and there's like all the support in the world and people have cousins and aunts and all this stuff and siblings and whatever and it's like it's so hard to like I always tell my mom like fuck like I wish we like I wish I had that not that she isn't enough because she's incredible oh no it's hard I am the exact same way yeah and it's it's funny because my one of my best friends like she comes from a really really big family like I swear to god this family is Thanksgiving at their house is wild like Like, and I swear like she has like a family of like 75 people like Thanksgiving is like like an insane amount of people that's That's my dream dream. because I've never had that and like she like she's one of three like she you know so it's just like there's always like branches in their entire family and it's just like I'll never forget, like, Thanksgiving that year before my mom passed. Like, we actually went to Thanksgiving at their house because, like I said, like, my dad had been traveling, so it was just me and my mom. And my mom and I had always had a really close relationship since I was a kid. My um, my dad, like, traveled a lot because he, he worked for corporate America and he was, like, a CEO of a company. And so he had to, like, you know, he had to fly a lot, and which was fine. But it was just, like, my mom and I spent a lot of time together and for, you know, whatever reason. Sometimes I believe that, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's, like, a mom-daughter relationship, mom-son relationship, whatever it is. Like, some people just click more than others do. And, like, for whatever reason, like, like the synergy between, like, my mom and I, like, the love and the, like just like the friendship between my mom and I like it just worked and like my mom my mom was like my best friend but she was also my mom yeah but you know what's so beautiful is like I also think about this and it's like 
yeah, it sucks that we lost a parent, right? Like, it's horrible. I wish it didn't happen. But I am so grateful for the relationship that I did have with my dad. I'm so grateful for the times, not that it was always perfect, but I'm grateful that he was such a good father. He, like, it make it literally will make me emotional, but, like, he was an incredible person, like, the smartest person I ever have ever come across in my life. Um, and... So in a sense of, and I know so many people and I know so many people in the world like don't have good relationships with their parents or with their dads or with their moms or that, you know, like I know that's so normal now, which breaks my heart. And so in a sense, like I, I thank God that I'm like, you know what, like it sucks that he's gone, but like, thank you because I had such a beautiful childhood. I had such a beautiful relationship with him. Like he was such a great guy. And something else I wanted to say that you um, touched touched on before I forget. No, yeah, I get is, that. That's exactly how I feel as well. Yeah. Like, I always am just so grateful to, like, life for giving me, like, my mom. Yeah. And, some, and, like, our relationship. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, sometimes you just have to remember it that way because it's it hurts too much otherwise. Like, sometimes you just have to, like, force yourself to think about it. So so two things that I wanted to say that you said that I don't want to forget. And the first one was when you said to your mom, like, I don't know what I would do if I lost you. I, it's so crazy because I remember vividly being like, I don't know, I think I was maybe 12 or 13 when the first person that I knew, like she wasn't even close to me, but I knew her had lost a parent. She lost her dad. And I remember my friend told me and I was like, oh my God, like, I would die if that happened to me, you know, like, I was like, I can't even imagine what that feels like, it's like, it's so crazy, and that's like a conversation that I've had with so many of my friends growing up, where it's like, oh my god, like, you know, you see it in a movie, or you hear about it, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know what I would do if I lost my mom, you you say these things, and then it happens to you, and you're like, uh, you're like, excuse me, like, (laughs) and then the other thing I wanted to say was, when you said that the hospital was like, I just think, like, I've, like, so we had a lot of experiences in the hospital in Costa Rica, and then we had a lot of experiences experiences in the hospital here in Miami, because when my dad first got sick, um, his doctors in Costa Rica, he had surgery first, and then they encouraged him to get radiation to prevent the tumor that he had, that he had removed, um, to metastasize, is that how you say it? Or, me- yeah, metastasize into, like, your lungs, etc., Right. And so they were like, you need radiation. And so they were like, if you can, going to like the States is probably a better option just because, um, you know, medicine is a little bit more advanced here. Not to say that it isn't great in Costa Rica. I'm just saying like, whatever. They recommended that if he could, that he should. So he did his research and, um, you know, had narrowed down a few places and ended up, we ended up with Miami. So we basically moved here for like, I want to say like four or five months and it's so funny because I live in the same neighborhood that I lived in when we were here like we lived do you know one Broadway the building oh yeah that's right that's like a few blocks from you right and so I guys I'm a stalker I obviously know where Lisa lives (laughs) we 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 lived there and so it's so funny because I mean I'm like I'm right by it I see it all the time pretty much every day and it's just weird at first it was very weird to see it and hard but now it's just like it is what it is but so what what was my point? Oh, so we had a lot of experiences in hospitals, obviously, and most of them were pleasant until they weren't, obviously. Um, when he got, when he got, like, incredibly sick at the end, that's when it was brutal, and that's when it was, like, you know, you kind of have to remember, which, like, sucks that 
for people for a lot of doctors I'm not saying everyone because I know there are beautiful souls that are doctors but a lot of them like you know there were so many doctors that we had never even met and were coming up to us telling us these like just very brutal straight to the point things and it's like yeah. for them it's like it's like a factory like they see this all the time like they don't they're like desensitized in a way and I yeah, understand 100%. but it's so hard to be on the receiving end of that where it's like excuse me I don't even know you and you're telling me my father's gonna die like how dare you like it's very fucking hard and hospitals in general are in a good place they're not a fun place like who wants to be in, who wants to be in a hospital let alone in like the ICU or whatever and so um, I totally related to when you said that, but would you say that maybe this is a dumb question, but I don't know, because my answer to this is no. Well, actually, I don't know, but whatever. It's not about me. Okay? <laughs> my, my question is, would you say that this is the hardest thing that you've ever been through? Oh yeah. A hundred percent for sure. Because I think that it goes back to the same, like t- the same point, which is that it never feels and- like it's over. Yeah, never. Like, it, it's it's a continuous thing for, like, the rest of your life. And I think that that's what makes it so hard. Because, I mean, I think about... And we spoke about this yesterday. Like, I think about all the moments that I'm going to miss yeah. out on with my mom. Like, yeah. my mom... The one thing that my mom always wanted for me in my life was for me to get a college education. Because she never got one. And she would always, like, preach to me about being, like, a strong, independent woman. Like, no matter what. Like, to depend on myself and, like, not a man yeah. or anyone else else and the fact that like I got two degrees and like my mom was not able to be there to watch that happened definitely stings a lot and it was you know it I remember the first time when I graduated like when everything was you know obviously when they tell you turn the tassel like whatever I remember feeling like a weird like chill or whatever it was and like I looked up I like looked up and like I felt like in that moment like my mom was definitely there with me she she was I'm sure she was proud no doubt and then the second time around I remember when I when I got my master's she like I felt like she was just as present because but it was different this time I think that obviously with time also like you learn how to like cope with things and you learn how to be better in the sense of like managing your grief I think the first like couple of years were really really hard for me because it was just like a constant battle with myself to just like be better and do better and like you know like stop like always like being so like like intense about or whatever it was like whatever I would tell myself and it was just like no like I I think I realized I started going to therapy so I think that that definitely helped me um and like I think that once you know like once I was once I was able to kind of like you know manage it and kind of feel better about like feeling all of my feelings and and then like working through that I think that that's when you know things got a lot better for me but I think that that this is definitely the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with and I think that definitely like after my mom passed away like my life definitely got a lot harder um things got a lot more real I went through a lot of shit after everything happened so like I would definitely say that the last five years have not been the easiest (laughs) um But, like, I, the one thing that I can say and the one thing that I am definitely so, so grateful for is just, like, my support system because I feel like that's also something that, like, you know, people touch upon, like, every once in a while when they talk about, like, dealing with grief. But, um, 
you know, like, I think that there's something um, that can be said about the people around you that help you. So something can be said about just, like, a good support system. I think that my friends have been so incredible through this whole entire thing as well, and I give them credit for it as well because, you know, just like just like we both talked about, like, we don't know anyone who has gone through, like, what we've gone through, and that must also be hard for other people to kind of, like, find a way to, like, manage and know, like, what to say or what to do. Um, And I give like the most credit in the world to my boyfriend because I mean he's incredible I don't think that I would have been able to make it through without him at all what would you say to somebody who is going through grief right now that's like a loaded question that's a hard one I don't I think it's hard because I think I know it depends so much on who it is and what happened yeah but like exactly I think that overall, like, I think my main message to anyone who I've ever spoken to who has, like, tried to, like, ask me questions about, like, my grief or whatever it is, is the main thing I tell them is that, like, no matter how hard and how difficult and how, like, horrible you feel right now, time really does help. And you you will get better soon. It's just a matter of just getting through it and really pushing through it because I think that it's really hard. It's very easy to get sucked into the black hole that is like grief and it's very easy to kind of like sulk in that and and bathe in that. And like the one thing I do tell people is do it like definitely like sulk in it for a little bit really feel that like feel it and like let yourself feel whatever the fuck you want because at the end of the day like it's so difficult no one can judge you for that no one can even begin to imagine like what you're going through on any level because we all experience this in a different way but I think that it's important to like know when to kind of pick yourself back up and realize that you know what like I need to like try to start moving forward with my life and it's one day at a time I mean some days like I, I also truly believe that like with grief it's a constant back and forth process sometimes you can take 15 steps forward and then take like 50 steps backwards within like hours of each other I went through that a lot and sometimes like I still do go through that where you know I've obviously accepted like what my life is and like what my future is without my mom but there are moments where like I do like feel sorry for myself and I do feel sad for myself and for me that's like taking steps back because it's like Sasha you know like you've known this so it's just like you need to now like just really truly accept that for yourself and find a way to be okay with that and know that no matter what like your mom is still there and she's still present with you and you know it's it's unfortunate and it's an unfortunate card that you know we were both dealt but you know sometimes there are certain things in life that you kind of have to go through like everyone it's inevitable like death and grief is inevitable for everyone our control you know and exactly and I think that's the hard hard. thing I think that's a very hard hard thing but sometimes we have to accept that things are bigger than us and there are things that are completely out of our control and that I always firmly believe, even when I don't want to, that everything happens for a reason. 
and there's something that Definitely. you learn from every experience, good or bad, every time, every every single time. Um, and I love everything you said, and I think the only thing that I can think of that I would add, obviously I could add, I mean, it's just such a, like you said, it's a loaded question. Like we could talk about it for hours and days. It's, it's hard. But yeah. The only it's thing hard. It's very hard. That like comes to my mind because it's something that I'm currently experiencing and that I'm currently just reminding myself. And I think it's just like, be compassionate with yourself because grief is not linear whatsoever. Like it's not, it's not like the first you know, a few months when you're angry and sad, like, it's not like you're never going to feel angry and sad again, because you could feel angry and sad again 22 years later on a random Tuesday at 5 p.m. because you saw something that reminded you of your dad or your mom. Like, yeah, it's not linear, and it doesn't mean that you're failing. It means you're human. And I think, like you said, it's like a lot, so much of it is like acceptance. And even if, even if you don't want to be okay with it, like, sometimes you have to just accept what is and just have like a toolbox of things that you go to when you're feeling very low and one of those things in the toolbox could literally be let yourself feel fucking low because what I'm going through right now which is like eight years after losing my dad is because I'm in therapy and I just well I didn't just start seeing my therapist but I've been going to therapy for a year which like I mean that's a long time but like it's, it's still, still really new. Yeah, but it's still recent. Yeah, it's still really recent. And, like, yeah. it's not like we talk about my dad every session. Like, we've been tackling other things. Exactly. And we haven't really gone there as much. Though it obviously comes up under in as an underlying theme within so many conversations. But what I'm going through now is realizing how much of my grief I have suppressed. And how much of my grief right. and how much how many of my feelings I haven't let myself feel. Or I've felt in a way that I don't know like I didn't really let myself feel them I didn't really I feel like I haven't come to terms with a lot of things I think I still have a lot of resentments not with my dad but with just like yeah but just, just like like it, it's complicated um and there's like more to it you know and so it's it's a yeah. lot and so uh, that's the thing is like grief is I messy. think that that's... grief is messy as fuck and yeah I just I would love, that's what it I is I would have loved for someone to tell me like listen you're going to be happy again. You're going to feel happy again, but you're also going to, because you will, but you're also going to feel like a fucking mess sometimes. And that's okay. Because Mm -hmm. even if it's not grief, even if it's a different problem, like it's this, like it's all about healing. I think grief can also kind of be like synonymous with like healing. Like you're healing from something really tragic. And so even if like, if you're listening to this and you haven't experienced grief, like you can kind of place yourself in the scenario of like, something really bad happened and I'm trying to learn how to deal with it. Like, I know it's different, but all in all, we're talking about healing something really fucking hard. And so I think so much of it is like, I think it's having compassion with yourself. I think it's also, I think it's also so important. Like this was something that I would continuously tell myself when I was like dealing with everything was that I wanted to be as, like transparent with my I wanted to be as like real with myself as possible and I wanted to really be as I really wanted to like not allow myself to like pretend that things were fine when they really weren't I was very I I owned all of my feelings whether they were good or bad and then I would try to process them in a way where like because the one thing that I was always so afraid of was that like 
I like I would go through this loss and it would completely fuck up my life. Like I didn't want to end up in a dark place because I could have easily done that. Like during during this time, like it was very much like still I would say like my party girl phase. Like I was going out a lot. Like I was, you know, sleeping around a lot. Like I think that I was afraid that I would allow myself to be sucked into that hole even deeper and darker and further because I had experienced this and I wanted to forget about it and I refused to allow myself to go through that because I know that that hole is a lot harder to get out of than than the grief process because gr- that grief process can be a lengthy one but like you can find ways to really cope with it and really I mean it takes time obviously but I I, I feel like there's a silver lining in the end and it's like you said like everything happens for a reason and and you know sometimes like I still try to like figure out like what that reason is and sometimes I think I figured it out and then I'm like maybe not but it's just like I think one other thing that I would definitely tell someone um, which has really helped me a lot is find like find a sign like find I'm like a strong believer that when people pass they like send you signs from above I don't know if that sounds crazy anyone who's listening like if you think I'm crazy like I'm sorry but I think that um like there's one story that I always talk about to like my like followers on my page and it's like this story about doves and I'll like keep it short because I don't want to like ramble on forever but um my mom was like she was really into like I said like she was very spiritual and stuff and she was very into like plants and animals and stuff like that and she would always like talk to plants she would talk to animals like that was like her thing and there was at my at my parents house back in the day like there was this dove that came to our house and doves usually fly in pairs they're never alone but like for whatever reason there was like this one dove and it came to our house and like they're known to be very flighty like as soon as you even come near them they fly away and at first like that would happen but with time like my mom would talk to the dove and the dove ended up like my mom would come like right up to it and like touch it and like the dove would not move it was like the weirdest fucking thing it would like freak me out and um and then like when my mom passed I stopped seeing the dove. Like, the dove would come every single day. Like, I swear to God, I remember every single day that dove would come for months. My mom passed away and the dove disappeared. And one day, I would say maybe like eight months after my mom passed, the dove showed up and I lost my shit. I started crying so much because I was just like, I have not seen this dove in... I was, I was like, literally, like, losing my shit, and the dove, like, showed up, it was there, and I got kind of close to it, and it didn't fly away, and I was just like... Gives me, like, chills. This is so strange. Yeah, like, when I think about it, sometimes it gives me chills, too, because I'm just like, like, that's crazy, and then when I moved out of my parents' house, and I moved into my apartment, like, I obviously like you know with everything sometimes you you get busy and you don't see the signs and I'm not saying like look for the signs every single day like sometimes that's not how that works 
But I'll never forget, like, one day I was, like, thinking about the fact that, like, I hadn't seen a dove in, like, a really long time and that I wish, like, my mom was around. Like, I needed a sign. And I swear, like, maybe a few weeks later, I was sitting on my couch and, like, I was facing outside and I have, like, a balcony and I was facing, like, the outside where the railing was and my boyfriend was facing me so he was facing, like, into the apartment and all of a sudden, he the way he, like, says it is that it looked like I saw a ghost because my face, like, turned pale and, like, I stopped, like, I... I saw a dove like on the railing looking straight into like it was looking straight into my apartment like we were like looking at each other and I was like what the fuck and like it I went to go like look and all of a sudden it flew away and I opened the balcony door and the dove had left one little feather on the floor like it had just like fallen off the dove and I remember, like, obviously, like, doves, like, birds, like, in general, like, they have a lot of diseases. So, guys, like, if you ever find a feather, like, sanitize it first. <laughs> but, like, I looked up online. <laughs> I looked up online and I was just like, okay, let me make sure I don't get, like, parasites yeah. or anything. So, like, I cleaned, I cleaned the feather. But, like, I still I still have it now. Like, oh, I kept I it. And my mom. So, this, like, super, like, I guess, I mean, I can't, I can't get any morbid, more morbid than this story. But, like. My mom, we cremated my mom. We didn't bury her. And at first, like, I remember my dad made that decision. And I was, like, upset because I remember my mom would always tell me, like, whatever you want to do, like, you do. If you want to, like, bury me, you can, whatever. It ended up truly, like, being the best decision ever because I, my dad, like, he put her into, like, a bunch of different little urns. So, like, I have one that's, like, a little heart and it's, like, in a box. And so, like, when I moved, like, I closed the box up and I can, like, take her. But he also put it into, like, little necklaces My mom that I can, that like, too. wear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's great because it's just, like, you know, it's like, part of, she's with yeah, me always. So now I have, like, now I have the urn with the feather. It. And it's just, like, it just, like, sits there. And it ha- there's, like, a little area in my apartment. Like, when I, I just moved, like, a few days ago. And the first thing that came into my apartment was my mom. Like, I brought her into the oh, apartment with me. That. And it's... Yeah. You know, it's like moments like yeah. that where you're just like, you know, that person can't physically be with you, but, but you, you have to find yeah. ways to bring them you along. have to find ways to still bring yeah. them along. The last I love that. I love the dove story. And I 1000 percent believe that the people that we love that are no longer physically here are speaking to us in some sort of way, like whether that be through connections that you guys had like that like that's so special and nobody would understand that nobody can see that nobody would understand the value exactly or sometimes like sometimes I dream with my dad and I love it because thank god almost all the dreams that I've had with him and it doesn't happen frequently but almost all the dreams that I have with him he looks like he looked when he was healthy because one of the things that I one of the things that I like promised myself was I am not going to let myself remember my dad the way that he looked at the end because that's not who he was, you know? And, like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. And so when I dream and I see him looking so handsome and, like, he would always be dressed in his cute little preppy clothes, like, I love that. And he always looks happy and healthy. And most of the times it's, like, we're, like, hugging and, like, I don't want to let go. Like, it's I wake up crying because obviously I'm just, like, it's, like, it's hard, yeah. right? It's fucking emotional. But, yeah. Those are the yeah, worst, really the, dream, I the have, dreams with them. Yeah. Well, for, like, I don't, the same as you, like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't dream with my mom very often, but when I do, like, I wake up in the morning I'm and I'm just so like. I'm so sad the rest of the like, day. Like, it's like, it's yeah. like, a, yeah, it's like a great feeling, but, but then so you feel so sad oh because God. you're just it like, sucks. yeah, like, I love it, it but it sucks. It definitely sucks. But 
Yeah. Anyway, the last question that I want to ask you is I want to end on a good note, on a happy note. Yes. Um, and I want to ask you, what is one beautiful thing or one good thing that came about, you know, from you grieving or just from that experience or just something that you learned? Like, what is something good that you took away from something that was so not good? I mean, I think that there's like there's like two like big things that like happened for me through all of this that I you know when we say like things happen for a reason like I don't know if these things would have happened had like my mom like still been here or if they would have been the the same like if they would have been in the same magnitude had she still been around I think the first thing is definitely like owning my strength owning my feelings like be like feeling like good about myself and like knowing who I am um and learning like this new like part of myself that like I didn't know before um I think that there's there's a strength in like you know obviously talking about like your feelings but also just like owning your feelings and you know being like today I feel sad like today I feel happy like today I miss my mom I say that so often to my boyfriend Uh, like very often I'm just like I miss my mom today I'll cry about it for a few minutes and then I'll move past it it's just like okay that happened I feel better just crying about it now I'm done like let's move forward with the day but I think the second thing definitely is you know my boyfriend definitely was a huge silver lining to all of this I feel like I don't know if I would have been able to make it through the way that I did had he not been like around because he really has been just my strongest support system we've been together for five years almost five years now and like you know that's not an easy thing for someone to go through either when they're watching you grieve especially when like they've never been through grief themselves and for them to like be like you know what I love you so much and I love you enough that I'm I know that like maybe you know because Sometimes we act a little crazy and that's like, you know, like not just with grief, but just like being human. Sometimes we do like, you know, over overreact or like we're very emotional, whatever it is. Um, I fully own that. But for a person to be like, you're going through all of this and like, I love you so much that I want to be there for you in whatever capacity that I can. I think that that also shows a lot of strength and a lot of, you know, a good heart from like him as well and I think that I'm like so appreciative to him and I'm so like I think that that's why like I like cherish our relationship so much is because we've been through so so much like I could sit here for like another two hours and tell you like everything else that's happened in the past five years but like you know that that's just like such a huge thing for like us as a couple to go through in a span of like just two weeks of being together that like for us anything else just seems so small and it's and it it's just like my and he always tells me he's just like you know I'll be like oh my god this is happening he's just like we went through like grief I think that we can handle compared this. to that yeah. anything else will be easier for us to deal with and we'll make well, it, it just work. gives you so much giving going through something really hard whatever it may be if it gives you one thing it's perspective And sometimes even I forget, like, I'll bitch about the dumbest shit. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is nothing. But we're human. And it's not like I think about everything, everything horrible that I've been through all day, every day. And, you know, like, we're allowed to bitch about dumb shit sometimes. But it's just about, like, 
recognizing like, okay, in the grand scheme of life, it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. And that is one beautiful thing. It's all relative. It is all relative. But I think it's one really great thing is that it really gives you so much perspective. For sure. A hundred percent. I love everything you said. I love, I loved, loved, loved this conversation so much. And like I said, (laughs) it's not... You know, it's not fun. It, like, I have fun talking about this kind of stuff, but I know it's not, like, a light topic. But I no, think it's so yeah. important. And I know that we've all experienced and we're all going to experience some sort of grief in our life. You know, it just is it, inevitable. Yeah. And so I hope that, you know, I mean, I think I'm so grateful that you, like, shared your story. And I hope that it is inspiring to people because I mean it inspires me and I've been through similar things you know and so just thank you for being so open I, no thank you I, honestly I've never like thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that because if I'm being honest like even some of my closest friends like I've never told them that story so I feel like if for me it's more about if I can just help yeah. one person yeah. like realize and understand that they're not alone just like I felt during some moments in grief like then I'm okay with sharing my story I mean that's a small that's such a small thing compared to what else I could be doing to help maybe help someone it's really such an isolating feeling sometimes and that's also why like I love talking about things that are not as common which is weird because this is so common in life um yeah oh yeah but people don't really want to talk about it and I get it but you know I'm so happy that we did and yeah I'm so happy to like this was this was the best thank you so much for having me I'm so glad and hopeful that you know people will hopefully connect and yes and And where can where can people find more of you and your podcast so you guys can find me at Sasha Steph underscore and Sasha spelled with a C because, you know, my parents are fancy and um, <laughs> I love my it. and my podcast is at Red Receipts on pod. So and go listen to our episode because tune in to hopefully yes, by the time to our I think by the time this one goes up, I think ours will already be up. So definitely yes. go listen to that one and go give Sasha some love. Go follow and yeah thank you so much this was so so thank you so much thank you guys for listening too okay round two name something that's not boring laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.